You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, we have welcomed thousands of guests from over 30 countries, earning us over a million dollars and garnering us thousands of five-star reviews. We love sharing creative ways for your listing to stand out, serve your guests, and be profitable. Each episode, we will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry. Or we will share our stories of our own experiences so you can implement actual improvements to your rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Before we dive into the content, let's hear a word from our sponsor. My favorite operations and cleaning tool. Come on, everyone. You know what it is by now. It's Breezeway. It just got a whole lot better for Airbnb hosts. Breezeway's platform has always helped hosts manage work like cleaning, maintenance, and inspections at their properties, but now their technology is integrated with Airbnb, which means you can connect your Airbnb reservation info with Breezeway, helping you save even more of your precious time, like automatically notifying your cleaners on a new reservation or changes to an existing reservation. You can use Breezeway to schedule cleaning, inspections, and maintenance tasks using smart checklists and automated messaging to maintain a consistent guest experience. Connect your Airbnb guest reviews with individual tasks in Breezeway. For example, fridge stopped working and the guest mentioned it in your review, a Breezeway maintenance task will help you make sure it gets fixed as soon as possible. Respond to guest messages all in one platform. Hosts can now view and respond to Airbnb message threads within the Breezeway platform. And that's not all. The Breezeway Guide is a personalized digital welcome book, and they also have Breezeway Assist, a 24-hour call service supplemented with Breezeway's AI-driven engine, are also connected through this Airbnb integration. There are so many things that Breezeway can help you tackle, so check out Breezeway for yourself. TFE listeners will receive free implementation when you decide to make Breezeway a part of your hosting operational strategy, just like Annette and I have. Visit breezeway.io forward slash TFE to learn more. That's breezeway.io forward slash TFV. Hello, listeners. Welcome back from the great episode. My name is Sarah Karakayan. I'm Annette Grant, and together we are Thanks Thanks for Visiting. visiting. Let's kick off this episode like we do every week, and that's sharing one of you, our amazing listeners, who's using our hashtag on Instagram. Use hashtag STRSharesunday, and we will find you, and we will share you here on the podcast, and you'll get a little love in our email blast sharing our podcast information. Annette, who are we sharing this week? This week, we are sharing at... Retro Retreats Cincy. That's Cincy with a Y. C-I-N-C-Y. Retro Retreats Cincy. Everyone, please, if you're driving, I understand, but sometime this week, please go give them a follow. We have been following along for quite some time, and they have four different apartments, and exactly what they said, they are retro retreats, but they are television-themed. They are, of course, not named this for licensing purposes. Uh, so they have different names, but I'm going to go with the generic names of them or the the famous names. They have a Schitt's Creek spot. They have a Golden Girls, Friends, and last but not least, Seinfeld. And they crushed it. Crushed it. They, I, I actually want to, we might have to have them on the show because I want to know how long it took them to source all of the things in these properties. 
please go give them some love. Um, I want to, I just, kudos to them for, you know, really thinking about what they wanted to do, going after it, crushing it. And they just recently opened up um, this year. But man, I want to, I want to hear about the success of, you know, going in on a niche and making it happen in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm sure that the amount of, um, you know, shares on social media are pretty intense. But I just think what a fun thing to bring these sitcom places. Almost, they essentially feel like the set, you know, like it's, you're in, you're in the sitcom. And so when you want to stay at all four, like the, the way that you can repurpose, not repurpose, but just truly asking guests to come back and experience the other units. Okay. We're going to have to do this, Sarah. We're going to have to go film YouTube. We're going to have to take on a character in each sit in each sitcom. I want to be Mora. Okay. I actually think I want to be the dad. Okay. It's weird, but I'm Love Golden it. Girl. Ooh. I like to be, I would want to be Rose. Okay. I think I want to, I want to be Blanche. Why not? <laughs> and then, okay. Seinfeld. I want to be the shorter guy. What's his name? George. I want to be George. And then. I'll be Elaine. And friends, I want to be Phoebe. Stole her from of you. Of course. I don't want to be Phoebe. Oh, okay. I'll be Monica all day long. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So retro retreats, we're going to come for you. Everybody give them some love. That's exciting. But so is this episode. No, listeners, okay, don't tell Ray. But we were like, okay, we have to make sure we like ask Ray really good questions because we just don't want the same information for our listeners. No, Ray brought it today. He gave a master class. He, he killed it. Ray Vargas is the owner of Home Sweet Hudson, a luxury vacation rental management company located in the beautiful Catskills Hudson Valley region of New York, just two hours north of New York City. What started off as a side hustle turned into an opportunity to follow his dreams, becoming an, oper- an entrepreneur. And we love to give you little like teasers to get you excited for the episode. My favorite part of this interview was the hiring tips that Ray shared with us. I I was just like, of, of course, that makes so much sense. And I haven't, I haven't done that. I need to do that. My favorite part was the pressure test. Ooh, that was good too. And what happens when he doesn't do the pressure test? Listeners, get ready. Ray, welcome to the show. We are so excited to talk all things leaving corporate jobs, starting a business, and absolutely crushing the hospitality industry. Share with our listeners a little bit about your story and what you were doing before you were managing short-term rentals. Thank you for having me on the show. I had been working for corporate America all my adult life. And was working out in New York City for a digital media company and wanted to buy real estate and found a house upstate in the Hudson Valley. And at the time, which is funny, this is pre-COVID, so I was working remote before remote was actually popular. I was traveling a ton. And so my house was sitting there unoccupied. I love using Airbnb personally as a traveler. And so for fun, I decided to put my house on Airbnb before I could even realize it was booking every single weekend. And I just couldn't find anyone locally to help me manage the property. And there's where I saw the uh, opportunity that there was a need in the market and just started off as a side hustle, you know, doing it while I was working my nine to five. And before I knew it, it was two full time jobs. Deep down, I always wanted to be 
an entrepreneur and start my own business. I never knew what I wanted to do. This kind of just fell on my lap and I took the uh, leap of faith and here we are five years later. So when you, okay, I love the story of you were trying to find someone to help you manage or manage for you, but instead of like throwing up your hands and saying, well, I don't, maybe this isn't going to work for me because I have this job that I have to focus on. You doubled down and managed your own property. But so what were, what were those things that you were hearing when you were trying to find help? Like what were people saying to you or was truly no one answering the phone? Was there no one to call? People not being able to get into the apartment, right? Like their keys, they can't find the keys or the cleaner last minute decided that they weren't available to turn over the property or someone needing to be let in early because they want an early check-in. You know, I found myself often calling friends in the community like, hey, I'm in a pinch. I'm in LA. They're locked. There's a snowstorm. I need you to go out there. And so that's when I quickly realized I needed to get involved. So I literally was cleaning, greeting hosts. Back in those days, people were actually open to meeting in person versus (laughs) Mm -hmm. just self-check-in, right? And also to add, so I have a a three-bedroom home. The back of the house has a mother-daughter living space. So I was actually renting that unit itself. So the times where I was home, I was able to greet them. A lot of times they'd come hang out in the backyard, light a fire, and you know, you become friends with these people. And then that's when I realized this was a hospitality business. I am creating unique experiences for these people, developing relationships. And now I'm seeing them come back year after year and spending time. And you know, now we manage about 50 homes. So they're, they're bouncing around, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, I, I learned everything doing it myself. And when did you notice, like, was there something special, right, that you were doing in those early days where you're like, wait a second, like, I've got something here that other hosts don't have. What do you think your secret sauce was at that time to continue to get booked every weekend and have a problem on your hands, a good problem on your hands? How did you start out as like a unique experience or just offering something that others didn't? Well, it, it so happens that I actually grew up in the Hudson Valley. And so when I was living in New York City and decided to buy real estate up north, I had been, I had left when I was 18. When I bought the house, I was around 36. So it was a little bit of a homecoming, but I am a local. And so for me, it was very natural to offer cool recommendations like private swimming holes in areas where people wouldn't really know existed unless you live there. And so partnering with, you know, local restaurants, kayak companies, concierge type experiences so that when guests come to the house, they have a lot of times a full itinerary set before they even arrive, which I thought well, for me was really fun. And it, it always led to five-star reviews and repeat business. Now that is a huge, I mean, you're taking, I, I feel like Obviously, half the battle is finding where you're going to stay. And then after you like conquer that, you're so pumped after you get maybe your flight or you know what car you're driving, you know when and where. And then you're like, oh, now the real planning begins. What am I going to do once I get there? And if you can take that weight off and just that mental mortgage for your guests, I'm sure that's why you were winning. And like you said, those smaller things that other, other hosts may not have known that were newer to the area. Love that. So let's take our listeners. Can you go back to that first property that you listed What and started to host? What year was that, Ray? 
It's around 2017. Okay. And then take us through the journey there of, you know, you've got your two full-time jobs. You're like, wait a second, no one else can help me. I'm going to have to help myself to you helping others. Because I know there's a lot of listeners that, you know, maybe they're crushing it with their first one and people are starting to ask them or they're like, could I do this more? Just talk to us about your journey of, of growing your business. It really happened organically. So as I mentioned earlier, I grew up in that area. And so coming back, I reestablished old friendships of people that I've known since we were five years old that are now business owners or plumbers, electricians, cleaners. My father was also a custom home builder in the area for about 35 years. Oh, that, so. that doesn't hurt when it comes to leads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I told my dad about this idea, he's like, oh my God, it's brilliant. We can we have all these people that can support you. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, I outsourced a lot of our services, right? So housekeepers were independent contractors. I was doing all the guest messaging myself. If there was a maintenance-related issue, I would just find someone locally that I knew who maybe was a contractor and could help me out on the side. In terms of new business, that was interesting because being that we were the first professional management company in the market, as soon as real estate agents found that we even existed and we created our Instagram handle, leads just started to flood in. And people were just like, thank you for creating this business. We've been wanting and needing someone desperately because a lot of the clients I work with primarily live in New York City and have a second home in the Hudson Valley, which they visit more time. So when they're not there, they needed someone to trust that was local. And, and that was us. And that is us. <laughs> and that, I know, listen, you just, everyone's probably wants to go to your Instagram right now. I know a lot of people say this. This is the number one question we get, but this is truly one of the most frequent questions we get for hosts that want to become co-hosts and or property managers. What content were you posting there, Ray, that would pique their interest? Can you give us some ideas of those early days of your social content that you're posting? Yeah. So in the beginning, it was the, the homes themselves. And knock on wood, we were fortunate to bring on very special homes cabins, mid-century modern, homes with pools and hot tubs in parts of the Hudson Valley that are very secluded and and very private. So just the homes themselves were impressive. Mm -hmm. And then we just started posting the day in the life, right? Just like sharing stories around how, you know, our maintenance manager, Tony Garcia, who's really the heart and soul of our company, would do the most incredible things from saving a bird in a chimney uh, <laughs> to fixing the most random things. Uh, we had just the other day, someone had a above ground pool and the liner busted and the entire pool drained. Oh no. Zero gone during the middle of a reservation. Oh. Um, within a week, he was able to get a new one installed and saved all of the upcoming reservations. So Tony Garcia. Tony. He's yeah, we had this inside thing called set the tone. Oh. He's, always, he's always setting the tone. <laughs> That's brilliant. And listeners, do not go poaching Tony Garcia. He has a yes. very, very airtight contract with Ray. <laughs> yeah, don't don't let your cleaner's name out, Ray, because people will start uh, they're vicious out there. But what what who was like take us through your your first client and actually if you don't mind sharing, share with us some of the mistakes you made 
Like, did you undercharge? Did you take on too many clients? I know you've probably learned some lessons the hard way. And if we could spare our listeners some of those, can you could you share a few of those? Yeah. So interesting enough, our first client was someone that I actually went to high school with. He happened to own a house about 30 minutes away from where we were based, which was out of my garage at the time. And, you know, in the beginning, we used to just sort of have these handshake agreements that, hey, we were going to manage your house and we'll do all the pricing and we'll full service. You don't have to do anything. And while it worked and I think everyone benefited from that, but eventually once we started to get five, six, seven properties, we realized that we needed to have a contract or some sort of management agreement that really protected both sides of the partnership so that the homeowner felt very secure about Mm -hmm. what our expectations were and what our services we were going to deliver, um, as well as setting rules and, and boundaries with homeowners. I'll give you an example. So we require ring cameras at the front entrance pointing towards the driveway just so that we have visibility on a few things. It's snowing. We want to make sure the, the service provider is servicing the house. But if the housekeeper indicates that maybe there was a party, too many people at the house, we can go back to the camera. All of our homeowners have access to the camera as well. So a lot of times they'll see something during a reservation. Mm-hmm. That's our support team and say, hey, there's someone doing something that we don't, we're not happy with and we need you to reach out to them. And so, as you can imagine, that puts us in a pretty tight s- scenario, right? We want to protect the guest privacy. We want to protect the guest experience. And we also want to protect our brand, right? Like we don't want people saying, home sweet hugs and like peeping on us while we're at, at the house. Um, so we have rules around that and understanding that that works for both sides. And I'm sure in the beginning, were you bringing on anyone and everyone that would call Home Sweet Hudson and just say, hey, can you manage my property? And has that changed over time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <we> say, <laughs> that's a great point. And, you know, a lot of them are actually still with us. As I mentioned, we were lucky to bring on some special homes. And over time, we've become even more particular, especially when it comes to aesthetics and interior design. We firmly believe that that has a very big impact in terms of maximizing your income, as well as professional photos, right? So case study, say, first year doing business, we had a client who had taken their own photos of the property. And they were very adamant that they were good enough and they didn't want to spend money on professional photography. So we agreed to move forward. Within two months, they weren't getting many bookings. They were obviously frustrated and wanting us to do something about it. And I said, well, let's try doing professional photos. We did. And within 24 hours, I mean, their listing was just booking. And it's a beautiful home. So once we were able to sort of present it in all its beauty, I mean, it just started booking like crazy. So photography is definitely very important. And can you share with us, if you don't mind, in the Hudson Valley, like what, when you're talking to a homeowner about that investment, how high does that investment go on the professional photos there? What average Um, do you give them that they're going to have to invest? No more than $1,000. That includes staging, which we take into consideration. We also include drone footage 
which in our area is very important because it's in the middle of the woods and it's, you know, during full foliage, you want to have those dramatic shots, right? Mm. So yeah, I would say drones, staging is about a thousand. I want to shift the conversation a little bit to your personal life and how it was affected by this change of starting your own company. Ray, my first question is, when did you decide to quit that job? Was it was replacing your revenue? Was it just you believing in this and that you were you didn't quite replace it, but you really believed in yourself? What was that catalyst? <laughs> That's a good question. So it really was a blessing in disguise. And I say that because about eight months after I purchased the home and my partner at the time, we had moved into the house and my company was acquired by another huge organization that let go of 90 people, including my entire team, one day. And at that point, we had already onboarded a few properties. And again, this was just a side hustle. Tony Garcia happened to be working with a contractor who was doing some remodeling in my house while I got laid off. And so he saw me firsthand you know, doing interviews on Zoom, traveling to different places, looking for a job. And eventually I realized that I was no longer interested in pursuing corporate America. And I had this wonderful opportunity in front of me and just decided that I was going to go all in. Very scary because there wasn't a lot of revenue at that point. We were like five properties. Um, but I just relied on my savings. We had work out of my off my house, and it was the best decision I made. Every morning I wake up, I grab a cup of coffee, and I log into this one website, our business banking with Relay. If you invest in real estate, manage short-term rentals for yourself or others, flip houses, or any type of business owner, you need banking that's truly built for your business. No more fees. No more minimum balances. No more remembering hundreds of different logins and passwords. And my goodness, no more bookkeeping problems come tax season. This is why we love using Relay and you should too. Right now, they're giving away free money. Relay is an online banking platform that's a perfect fit for your short-term rental business. You get as many accounts as you need to organize and allocate income for things like day-to-day expenses, investments, or taxes. And again, like Sarah said, those are all free. And it's never been easier to send payments to your cleaning team, your inspection team, plumber, electrician. You can have virtual and physical Visa debit cards. You can now earn up to 3% APY with Relay savings accounts. And also Relay is FDIC insured up to $2.5 million through their banking partner, Thread Bank. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply online, and it's absolutely free. Plus, when you fund your new Relay account, Relay will add an additional 50 bucks to your account. That is free money, hosts. So go grab the link in the show notes and sign up with Relay today. Let's talk about you were traveling all the time. And now you have this position where, and tell me if you figured a secret out that I hadn't, haven't. <laughs> it requires you to be there, especially because you're open 24-7, 365. And as you're building your business, you probably need to be around more often. I mean, it's not impossible to do it remotely, but talk to us about that life change of you needing to be at home, building this team and, and that lifestyle change. 
Yeah, so I loved it. it. You know, Hudson Valley is an incredible place not only to live, but also to work, especially in this industry. In fact, onboarding certain homes have brought me to parts of the Hudson Valley I never even knew existed. Hmm. That was just a gift in itself. But, you know, we have a pretty big team now. I have about eight full-time employees. We have a very structured organization, a lot of standard operating procedures. And so I have the luxury of working remote and being on site. I actually just came back this afternoon from onboard. I did an overnight at a house that we're onboarding, which is part of our onboarding process. We'll stay at the home as guests to get information around what we think guests are going to have questions about. Oh, let's let's dig in right there. You just so Sarah and I call it uh, like have a trusted uh, truth telling friend say. Do you have a report that you like fill out? Things that you check, like take a hot shower, make a pizza nut. And like, what can you give us some of the home sweet Hudson like secrets of your overnight stays? What you're looking for? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pressure test document. Okay, it's a living, breathing document because it's always we're always adding new things. And yeah, you we find the most random things. So. This overnight, I actually was sleeping in one of the upstairs bedrooms and it has a ceiling fan with a light. And around 4 a.m., the light just came on totally by itself. Now <laughs> that that's called a ghost. That sounded like it was haunted. I don't know if that's on your list of like make sure it's not haunted, or maybe it is. Maybe that's an amenity. <laughs> Who knows? We're now looking out for ghosts. Um but yeah, me and Tony are laughing about it today because it's just, you never know what you run into unless you stay at the property. And I'll tell you, there have been times where we didn't have the bandwidth to do the overnight and we were like, you know what, let's just get it live, start renting it, and it never fails. We start getting questions that we do not know how to answer. And now it forces your team to have to drive up to the property troubleshoot and and cost obviously time and money to do those things so i highly encourage people to do the pressure test for sure oh i just i love that because anybody listening to this episode whether they're just getting their first listing up or their first property getting ready to have their first guest or their 10th property their 20th property that's such a good like thing that they can start to incorporate in whether it's their own portfolio or if they're managing for others i i love that how far away it sounds like your properties like Tony Garcia might be putting some serious windshield time, you know, behind the windshield time. Well, how far apart are your properties? And does that present a challenge? Because I know that Sarah and I both right now hearing all of your properties. And once you tell us this mileage between them, like what's going on with your cleaners? Like, how are you making that happen? Yeah. So we've been very strategic in the way that we've developed our service area. So currently it's about 45 minutes to an hour radius of our warehouse, our main office, which is where we keep all of our home sweet huts and trucks. The maintenance guys meet there every morning, backup supplies, linens, paper towels, that kind of stuff. We recruit housekeepers based on their living proximity to the property. So for example, there's a town called Sorgerties, New York, which is about 35 minutes from the office. We have about seven or eight properties within that zone. And so we've recruited housekeepers who live in uh, sororities and we try to keep them within 35 minutes travel any time. And there's a lot of benefits there, right? Because really good cleaners who are efficient 
can do multiple cleans in one day, even if there's a same day turnover. And the reason why they're able to do it is because they live within that 30 minute radius. And we also do laundry offsite. In the past, we used to do it onsite. But what we found is that the cleaners end up finishing the clean and sitting around waiting for the dryer mm-hmm. to finish. Plus, it's a lot of wear and tear on the homeowner appliances. So we're very mindful about saving homeowner costs. So the minute we started this laundry program, they were very grateful because now that's going off-site. But to answer your question, it's 45 minutes to an hour. We recruit within each zone. And I think an hour is the max we're really going to go. There's been enough prospective clients that want to work with us that are within that service area right now. Great. You just hit a nail on a head, right? If there's a listener out there who loves their short-term rental, they tried hosting it themselves and they love their full-time job or their their stay-at-home parents or whatever it is, and they can't dedicate the time that they want to dedicate to managing their rentals, they're exploring the idea of hiring a property manager. What sort of questions do you think owners should ask their potential PM that will really suss out the property managers who are are really there to just plug them into a system and hope it works versus you who is very cognizant about their appliance usage and guest privacy, but also keeping the homeowners making as much money as, as possible? What are some questions they should ask when they're interviewing property managers? Yeah, I think an important question is to really investigate in terms of how full service they really are. Certain companies will say that they're full service, but they outsource a lot of the work. And and listen, when we first started, I outsourced a lot of the work too, but realized that timeliness is very important, especially vacationers coming out of New York City that are paying $1,000 a night for a luxury home. If the toilet's not working, someone needs to be there that day to get it done right? Being that we live in a rural area and have a lot of sort of mom and pop businesses, you know, there's sort of on country time and that's okay. I I love that personally, right? But for us, we understood that it was super important to hire people within, right? So these are W2 employees, they're full-time. Tony is the maintenance manager, but he also has three other guys that work underneath him. And so we're constantly you know, supporting guests during their stay, as well as, you know, setting them up before they get to the property. So knowing that they're full service. And then also, what are you doing in between reservations with the property, right? So part of our fee includes preventative maintenance. So our maintenance guys are going to the properties between reservations to check on your appliances, check on your fuel levels. Uh, If there was a snowstorm, most service providers are not going to get out of their truck and shovel the drive, shovel the steps. So, you know, our guys are doing that work. Just really making sure that if the home is sitting for a couple of days, that they're getting in there and, and, and getting ahead of stuff. I want to make sure, how many properties do you have under management right now, Ray? We're, we're right around 50 properties. Listeners, I am like blown away at Ray's dedication because you heard what he said. He has eight full-time employees. And four, it sounds like you just said four full-time maintenance people, correct? Yes. That is, I mean, I've lived places that had, maybe there were apartments, but they had a thousand units under management and like two maintenance people. So I just want to like applaud you because 
I've never heard like ratios like that of, you know, like that having that type of care. And I know, like you said, obviously you have luxury homes, but that also doesn't mean that you needed to take on a full-time, like you said, W-2 team like that. So kudos to you for doing that because I know that's not an easy feat for obviously payroll. And then just lucky you finding four four full-time maintenance people. You also need to tell us, let's go there really quick. How are you hiring your team? I mean, four full-time maintenance people to find four excellent people and all these cleaners. What's your trade secret there on, on finding the team that you've built? Well, I think it starts with being from the area. A lot of the people, so Tony and I went to high school together. I've known Tony since I was a teenager. And so, and I told you the story about him having to be working on my house when I start this company and just word of mouth and living in a rural area, it's really difficult to find people online posting on Indeed or Craigslist. You know, you really just have to get out there. And I'll give you a really good example of how I just found an amazing housekeeping manager, which in the past, I would promote cleaners to the housekeeping management role, but learn the hard way that just because someone knows how to clean, they necessarily know how to manage people. Yes. And so we find, so I went to a conference a couple years ago, Verma, and I had spoken to one of the housekeeping managers from the Outer Banks And he had told me the story how he recruited a police officer and said that, you know, when you look at the skill sets a police officer has in his job, very detail oriented, knowing how to deal with heightened personalities and people under stress, being very meticulous and and also accountable and assertive. All these skills really applied well for this management role, because let's face it, housekeeping isn't a glamorous job. So a lot of times, the housekeepers, they just need to be heard. They need to feel supported. They need to be able to pick up the phone and be like, hey, someone just left a mess here. And like, obviously, there's nothing we can do about it, but we can be there. And if we need to go out there and support them and do what we need to do, we will. And so I started hanging out at local restaurants in our area because I thought a general manager for a restaurant who has to deal with hiring staff, scheduling, inventory, hospitality, dealing with angry guests, right? Like all those skill sets really seem to transfer over for this position. So been friends with this guy who runs the restaurant and he, we've been talking for about two years, casually, very casually. And recently he approached me and said, Hey, I'm looking to make a career change working at a restaurant can be pretty brutal in terms of his his work schedule. And so he was looking for more of a work-life balance. And he started about two months ago. And I have cleaners calling me, thanking me, saying, wow, like this guy returns my phone calls and he's showing up to homes and he's supporting me. So you really have to be boots on the ground and creative when it comes to recruiting to find quality people. Love you that. are thinking outside the box. I mean, you've really... Th- <laughs> You have shared nuggets that are going to serve our listeners on so many different levels, Ray. So thank you so much for being so generous with your tips. Truly, listeners, this is like a gift of an episode. Mm -hmm. I love that reminder of when you are interviewing someone, 
those resumes don't have to say that, that they used to do the job you're looking. I love looking at their personalities, what traits they need to possess, and really thinking outside the box. They might absolutely love the position and the opportunity that you have for them to to change careers, but still foster and put them in that in the seat that they thrive in, right? What else haven't we asked you that you think our listeners could benefit from all of your knowledge as you've grown your business? Yeah. So developing a company culture, core values, things that people can really attach them to find purpose when they show up to work every single day. This job can be pretty brutal, especially during the summertime, which is our biggest, our busiest season, where you feel like you're just constant, the business is running you, right? You're constantly putting out fires and you're on you know, defense, just playing defense. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know, you're running de- defense. And so I really focus on being mindful of my team having work-life balance. I also invested into EOS, mm-hmm. which you may have heard of. They're the entrepreneur operating system. We started about seven months ago. And through that, we've lived by this acronym, which is GWC. So you want to find people that get the position, they want the position, and they have the capacity to do the position. And that's essentially how we formulate our interviewing questions. And then we back it into core values. So for us, it's being detail-oriented. It's being able to go above and beyond and owning it. And when I say owning it, really treating these homes as if they're ours. And that's why I say Tony is such the lifeline of our business because that is how he approaches it every single day. And he walks into these homes, especially from a safety standpoint, and, and ensures that you know people are walking into a home that's that's incredible. And so I would really say to your listeners, you know, culture, core values, and just loving your team, loving your people, you know, and and and, and it, it all will come together. And for me, this is a lifestyle business. Our mission is to create incredible lifestyles, not just for guests, but for homeowners, for our employees. And for everyone in our ecosystem, I mean, I have house cleaners who are now started their own housekeeping business and they have employees and they're inspired to do great things. And so I think at the end of the day, that's what you really want to look for. Mic drop. Love it. A lifestyle business for everybody that you like touch. We love that. Ray, I know our listeners are going to want to follow you, learn more about your business. Heck, maybe there's someone in the Hudson Valley that is looking for either a a job or someone to help with their amazing property that's only with one hour from the warehouse (laughs) and the office. But where where can our listeners uh, follow along and find out more about you? Yeah, so you can go to homesweethudson.com. You can find our properties and there's an easy way to contact our team. We're also on Instagram, which is Home Sweet Hudson Co. Co. Uh, someone took the Home Sweet Hudson, so we had to add that. That's Co. Okay. We got you. We've been there. We'll put the show notes um, yeah. there. Yeah, thank you. Those are the two best places to reach us. And I didn't think, listeners, do us a favor too. If you are planning a stay or know anybody that's planning a stay in Hudson Valley, book it with Ray. Let him know that you found out about him from the show. That would be like such an awesome um, thank you gift that we could give him if a listener has any plans to head that way anytime soon. With that, 
I am Sarah Karakayan. I'm Annette Grant, and together we are Thanks Thanks for for visiting. visiting. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for additional information about today's episode. And please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Ever wonder what it would be like to have personalized guidance from Annette and me? Imagine achieving the same incredible results we helped Amy achieve, increasing her overall revenue by a staggering 187% by diving into her biz numbers. Or perhaps you'd love to boost your hosting business like Miranda, who added a fantastic $10,000 by refining her pet policy. Well, here's a scoop. There's only one way to get that one-on-one support from Annette, myself, our expert coaches, and our industry pros is by attending our on-demand workshop. Trust us, it's worth it. During the workshop, we'll make an offer to all of our attendees to join our membership. Once you're a part of our exclusive membership, you'll gain access to our elite community of hosts in our private Facebook group. This is where the magic truly happens. Members are engaging in discussions about their business numbers, occupancy rates, how to handle guest challenges, and providing unwavering support to one another. Plus, we will have live coaching calls to help you dive deeper into portfolio growth, team building, marketing, and so much more. Don't wait any longer head on over to www.hostmasterclass.com right now to secure your spot and embark on this exciting journey with us. That's www.hostmasterclass.com. Trust us, you won't regret it.